You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hey guys, this is episode 79 of The Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host, Vivian. Happy new month. Wow. It seems just like yesterday, the entire world was a mandatory lockdown, and the months have just seemed to fly by. Wow. Yeah. Well, guys, today we have a special guest from the Companion Tax Camp, our diamond sponsor, and we're going to be discussing an issue that over half of Americans face today, credit card debt. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax accounting and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. We've all been there with credit card debt and the anxiety that comes with owing money with interest. Luckily, our guest today is going to be advising us and educating us on how we can quickly pay down debt efficiently and also how we can build up our credit. Our guest today is Eric Polasek, and he is the General Manager of Companion Tax and Accounting Services, which, as you have heard from the numerous ads on the show, has been in business since 2011. Companion Tax is a full-service, licensed professional accounting and tax firm that specializes in the unique financial and tax needs of escorts and companions. Hello, Eric. Welcome to the show. Hey, Vivian. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, uh, you're about to bless us with some real knowledge on credit card debt paydown, so I'm excited. But before we jump into the episode, can you please tell our listeners a little bit about your background and why they should view you as a credible source when it comes to helping us build our credit and pay down debt? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, Well, academics and professional, I mean, I I graduated from the University of Central Florida with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration, specifically with strengths in accounting and finance. Um, After college, you know, I've, I've... owned several small businesses, um, you know, anywhere from something as simple as a landscaping company up to a logistics one that did, you know, multiple millions in in revenue sales. So, wow. Okay. So you're rich is what you're saying. No, no, I wish that that's, that's what the company did is is we all know what what you're saying. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, but no, but, you know, so from a business educational standpoint, you know, that that's kind of my background, but, you know, listen, if you manage a household budget, I mean, you really 
debt management and debt pay down is, is pretty common sense. So e even if the budgets that you only have mastery over is the household budget, you're qualified to understand and know how to do it. You know, it's pretty common sense. So um, that's my background. And um, we know you work with uh, Mary Lee, our lovely diamond sponsor. <laughs> Could you tell us what made you decide to pick this, you know, as your niche? Because a lot of people sway away from adult entertainers and even judge escorts when it comes to us hiring professionals in every field. Like, you wouldn't believe it. They uh, judge you. <laughs> so I'm, so can you let us know, like, why, how? Sure, sure. Um <laughs> Without, you know, the, the, those are my clients. I, I will try to keep this short. I, I do have a, a tendency to be long-winded. But, I mean, if oh, you want to... be as long-winded as you want. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I mean, if you want to go way, way back, I mean, you know, uh, from early on, you know, I have to credit my parents with raising me in a household that was, you know, very body positive and had very healthy attitudes towards uh, sexuality. Um, okay. so, you know, that, that's kind of, you know, the liberal background from where I was from, um, how I got involved working with Lee and, you know, I think it's okay to say this on the show. It's, it's actually, it's actually a family business. Um, Lee's actually, she, she's married to my father. Um, they got together later on in my uh -huh. life. So. Okay. Yeah. That so what? <laughs> yeah. So you know, because she didn't raise me, you know, stepmom might be a little bit far, but she's definitely grandmother to my children, and I mean, Lee is is family through and through. So you know, I I knew okay. she had a business that was growing, and she needed help with, and um, you know, I had the opportunity to come on board with her, and when she told me the nature of the clientele, I was completely fine with it. In fact. You know, I take a lot of satisfaction that you know, we provide an honest and professional service to a very underserved market. Um, you know, when Lee began explaining that, you know, these were ambitious, motivated women that really had a desire to enter the financial game and start building a future for themselves and were basically being denied the opportunity, you know, and there was a, a chance to help them, you know, advance in their careers. I, I was actually thrilled to, to come on board and start offering the service. That's awesome. That's awesome. This is the one instance and maybe some other instances that I'm for nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. So let's jump right into the episode. Um, what is your general overview on paying down debt? The general overview of debt pay down, I mean, it can be a really daunting task depending on, you know, what sources the debt is stemming from and how out of control it is. As is common with a lot of big tasks, you know, when you're faced with something that can seem overwhelming, you need a plan. And all plans start with information. So, you know, I would say that when it comes to paying down your debt, what you need to start doing is breaking it down into smaller, manageable tasks. One of the pitfalls that when I counsel clients about it comes up a lot is, you know, I have X amount of dollars and I don't know how to pay X amount of dollars down. And what I tell them is, you know, you have to think of it more in terms of, you know, each week or each month. I'm not going to worry about paying down the total number. I'm able to budget and pay down X amount of dollars. And if you kind of break it up into smaller tasks, debt pay down is really a, a psychological thing. And when you achieve smaller victories over shorter periods of time, 
you know, that's a positive reward loop and it kind of makes it easier to take down the overall task. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, you know, start off with the most common question that a lot of the ladies have asked, which is I'm drowning in debt. Where do I begin? Great question. So, you know, as I kind of alluded to, when you're drowning in debt, you know, first step is to make a plan and, and to get your information together. And one of the easiest things to do, you know, is that first step is to determine your monthly budget and really define what your non-negotiable expenses are. And those those would be things like, you know, your rent, your utilities, groceries, you know, the expenses that you have to pay each month and are going to remain fairly consistent from week to week or month to month. Mm-hmm. Once you have that figure, you know, you're going to have a better idea of how much money you have towards actually paying down your debt. And the next step is to organize your debt. And to do this, you really need four main pieces of information. And that would be the amount owed, you know, your actual balance, the minimum payment that is required for each debt, the interest rate or the APR, the annual percentage rate, and of course your payment due dates. And where exactly can we find this information? A lot of times it's going to be on the statement. Um, you know, they make that information pretty clear on the statement. But, you know, if you can't find that information on your statement, uh, next thing to do would be to, to contact, you know, whoever you owe the debt to and they can give you the information. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do their banking online these days. And like I get e-statements because I'm not really into killing trees. Plus, sure. it's like paper everywhere. Nobody needs that. <laughs> exactly. So you can just log into your account and find all this information, ladies. Okay, um, the next question, how do I prioritize which debts I pay off? Good question. And there's really two main methods out there um, as as far as strategies go. And Mm -hmm. the first one, and probably the most effective, is called the debt avalanche method. And, you know, with this strategy, the main focus here, and I'll go more into depth, but you're looking at whatever debt has the highest interest rate. And, And what you would do is, you know, you would kind of, once you've found all your debts and organized them, as I mentioned previously, go make the minimum monthly payments on all your debt. So, you know, nothing gets out of control, but then any extra income that you have that you can put towards debt management, um, go after the one with the highest interest rate. Because I actually used this method when I was paying down uh, some debt a few years back and it, it definitely works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> How did you feel about it? I mean, you know, did did you feel, you know, like you were treading water or did you see, you know, a, a, a big return right away? You know, what were your thoughts about it? I mean, my debt wasn't like substantial where I was like drowning in it, but it was like one of those things where I had used my credit card to make a large purchase for another business. Okay. And, you know, while the, the goal was, okay, obviously the business income would pay the credit card back, but until I actually got it up and running, I still had to manage this debt because, you know, as you know, we need our credit if we're going to get loans and do other things. So my goal was to like keep my credit in check so that way I can start getting business loans. But this large thing that I bought for my business, I had to pay it. I had to pay down this couple of credit cards. Sure. So I, you know, did some research and, you know, and I listened to a lot of finance podcasts and, I liked the whole method of paying down the higher interest rates. And you'll be surprised how high these damn interest rates are. Oh, I, I, it, you know, credit card interest oh rates are God. criminal. 
I mean, we'll, we'll just say it right there. It's ridiculous. It's... Like, they get you with the whole 0%, you know, for, you know, two years or whatever. But then it jumps to, like, 18 to 20-something percent. It's ridiculous. Exactly. But I, I, I liked, you know, paying down the higher interest one because I could see my balance go down faster. And it was kind of rewarding. Sure. So, yeah, I, I do like that method for sure. It is. And, Matt, you know, if you'll permit me to be a, a finance and, and tax nerd here, you know, mathematically, this method is the one that's going to save you the most over the course of your debt repayment journey. And mm -hmm. the reason for that is because, you know, those extra payments, what you're going to be able to do is with this debt avalanche method is by targeting those higher interest debts, you're, you're going to rip through that interest faster because you're paying down the principal and, and you're consolidating that debt faster. And, you know, interest is one of those things that, you know, when it's in terms of your savings account, you know, we like interest, you know, we like seeing that money, you know, come in. Yeah, in terms of our investments. For sure, sure. Yeah. sure. <laughs> it's, it's the exact opposite with the debt. Interest is the enemy and it gets nasty, um, you know, because that's, you know, that, that's how the banks or the lending institutions are making their money. You know, they're, they're collecting that exactly. off the principal. So, you know, the, the faster you can get off of those highest interest rate debts over the, the long run, you actually put more money into your pocket. Yeah. So, so that's one method. Um, the other method is called what's called the debt snowball method. And, mm -hmm. you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, debt, getting free of debt really is, it's, it's an emotional and it's a psychological thing. And this method kind of focuses more on the psychology of debt reduction. And, you know, while the debt avalanche method might be more effective monetarily, what you do in the debt snowball method is basically you organize your debts from the smallest balance up to the largest one. And then you focus again on making minimum payments to all of them because you don't want anything to get out of hand. But then any free cash that you have afterwards, you start focusing on the smaller debts and paying those down. Now, long term, not as financially effective, but this one gives you your victories. You know, this one you actually get to, you know, you, you pay off that small balance, boom, it's off your list, moving on to the next one. And Exactly. You know, and over time, you know, you, you get those victories, you get to feel like, okay, you know, I'm crossing one off the list, I'm crossing one off the list, you know, and then, you know, it builds on itself. That's why it's called the snowball method. You know, you, you get these little ones that keep going and going. And then finally, before you know it, you've taken a big chunk of your debt, you know, off your hands. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, I definitely get it. Because like, if you have like a $500 limit credit card, and you also owe like, five thousand dollars in another credit card obviously if you paid off the smaller one you would feel a little bit better about your life <laughs> right you you would feel you'd feel better about your life at least you don't have to worry about it anymore uh, assuming you don't use the credit card once you pay it off set, yes. it, set it aside don't don't use it again don't use it again ladies <laughs> Exactly. But then, you know, and then, yeah, and, and then it's on to the next one. So, you know, that's another method. And again, long term dollars and I mean, cents doesn't add up as much, but psychologically, it's a winner. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, when you first get into this business, especially if you get into it when you're young, you feel like, oh, because you're making all this money, you just keep spending and you don't really think about it. You know, and that's how a lot of girls fall into these pit traps because they want to buy like the nicest cars or, you know, the nicest shoes and bags. But, you know, 
that's gonna haunt you later down the line well, just let, let the guys buy it for you ladies don't don't spend your own money on luxury stuff let the guys buy yeah, it yes yeah. uh, yeah. rule of thumb don't buy anything that's going to depreciate the second that you buy it you know you you, exactly. you want to put that money towards things that are going to grow you know so by the time you're ready to leave yes. you're in a good position yes okay so another question that i normally get I feel like I'm barely making ends meet. How do I save and budget for extra debt payments? Okay. So, you know, there, you know, with this question, I, I mean, I get it. Um, you know, debt, debt reduction is one of those things. Uh, if anything was easier said than done, it, it's debt reduction. So it's not easy. You know, you, you might very well be living shoestring budget and not have a lot of room, but that's, that's when you really need to, you know, look at your monthly budget, you know, look at what those non-negotiable expenses are, and then really take a look at some of those things that you might enjoy doing, but, you know, are negotiable. And, you know, you kind of have to take a hard look at what you're doing and say that, you know, maybe you can go without going out to dinner for a month, you know, make a few more meals in, you know, sa save a couple of dollars that way, or, you know, maybe you cancel, you know, cable, uh, you know, uh, do something. Um, listen, a, a lot of times when you're in a situation like that, none of the choices are going to be great. But, you know, sometimes you have to make some drastic changes in the short term to, to free up that extra mm -hmm. cash and, and be more successful in the long term by getting rid of that debt. Yeah. Suffer now so you don't have to suffer later. True. Okay. Um, and then another question I get, some people might be thinking, why even bother? Why not just hide your head in the sand and maybe it'll go away? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. And especially with our clients, you know, this is a cash heavy business. So, I mean, you know, from, from a logical standpoint, you know, I do get that argument of, you know, why, why am I putting myself through all of this? You know, I can just go off the grid for, a couple of months, a couple of years and, you know, and avoid it. So, you know, the problem with this mentality is that, you know, that's one, first of all, can be extremely hard to shake. Um, you know, not, not all debts are cured by just kind of going off the grid and popping up elsewhere, you know, especially if they're attached to your social security or they've been, you know, already yeah. reported to the credit bureau. They're trying to live in the United States. Yeah, you're not going to run away. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, so, Beyond being hard to shake, though, you know, when you're running from the debt, you know, that's that's not that's not making any effort to to change the behavior or the habits that might have gotten you there in the first place. So, you know, even if you ran away from and managed to avoid the old debts, you know, without kind of doing some some self growth, um, th there's always going to be a new debt out there, and you know, your life eventually becomes a cycle of running away from these responsibilities instead of, you know, putting down a foundation and, and actually starting to make a life that, you know, you can live without fear or shame of, of debt looming over your head. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're not thrilled with the prospect of making cutbacks or, you know, paying back these debts, it's important to remind yourself that it's only temporary. Um, you know, being in debt really does take a toll on your mental, physical, and emotional health. And you want to do this because, you know, you are trying to move closer, not to someone else's financial goals, not the bank's goal of, of getting as much money from you out as, as they can. You want to do this because it puts you closer towards your financial goals. And, and most importantly, not feeling like 
all the money that's coming into your account is earmarked for somebody else. It's it's your money to do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm friends with uh, some medical people and they're always bitching about their student loans. <laughs> and I'm like, look, at least you can actually make money now to pay it off. But yeah, you're right. The whole psychological thing, like that thing on your back, it happens even with high earners. <laughs> They're always bitching about their students. Listen, <laughs> debt, debt knows no class, no race. If you're in it, I mean, uh, there's been countless su studies cited that shows that, I mean, it, the, the effect it takes on you mentally and emotionally is incredible. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay, so now we're going to jump into the building credit part of this uh, show. How can I build credit with a credit card? That's a real simple answer. Pay your credit card bill each month on time and in full. That's the pure and simple way with a credit card to build your credit. Anything else, you know, late payments, anything less than a full payment per month, you know, is better than missing it completely, but it's still going to have a, a negative reporting on your credit score. So uh, my fatherly wisdom that I would pass down, you know, my dad always told me, don't spend more than you can pay each month. You know, it's not free money. You know, yeah. it, it, it's going to come at the end of each month, be able to pay your bill. Um, and that's, that's how you have to treat it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, I didn't even realize that, you know, earlier on, when I first started dealing with credit cards, about, you know, paying it in full, like, I don't know why they don't teach this in school. <laughs> They really do not teach financial education in school. No, no. Balance. So, you're, so you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just pay the minimum and, you know, I'm good. But no, no. no. <laughs> you know, how, how to handle a credit card, basic balancing of a, of a checkbook, you know, budgeting. Uh, we need that in high school, big time. Yeah, for sure. We need it in all the, as soon as kids are old enough to understand money, they need to start teaching that. But they don't want to for other reasons. Um, <laughs> so uh, the next question, how do I obtain a card with little and or bad credit history? Okay. All right. You know, one way that you can do it is you might want to inquire either with, you know, a, one of the major credit card companies or, you know, a bank about what they, it's called a secured credit card. And what secured credit cards are is they're usually tied to a savings account. So, you know, these are very structured. You know, the bank is basically giving you a card with a limit that they already know that you have in savings that you can pay off. And, you know, the only thing with these secured cards, you know, so it's a safe bet for the card issuer because they're pretty certain you'll be able to pay it back. And then it allows you to build credit. You know, the only caveat there is not all lenders report secured credit cards to the credit reporting companies. Oh, really? No. So, you know, for some of those, you know, you're going to want to ask beforehand, you know, will you go ahead and report these payments? You know, make sure that they do. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? You might as well just have a debit Ex account. Or a debit exactly. Card. Exactly. So that's that's one method. Um, and a lot of times with those secured credit cards, they'll also allow you, you know, if you show a good payment history over time, sometimes they have programs where they'll allow you to convert that onto a, a full-fledged credit card. So one option. The other option is it requires someone that you trust. But, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a parent, you know, some other family member, friend, you know, if you can have someone basically ask the credit card, their credit card company to add you to their card as an authorized user. 
if they're willing to do that, that's another way that, you know, then you'll have access to their credit card. Um, you know, you can start using it, maybe assist with the payments, and it'll allow you to build up your credit that way as well. Yeah, I actually did this with my sugar daddy. He added me as an authorized user, and I noticed my credit score did jump because of that. Of course, I didn't pay anything. Sure, <laughs> that was the part of the arrangement. But, and, and, but yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm willing to bet pr a pretty substantial jump, usually. Yeah, it was a significant jump. I was shocked. And he was like, yeah, because I added you on my thing. He actually taught me a lot more about finance than the schools did. But hey, story for another day. Um, the next question, should I request a credit limit increase? Okay, so short answer, yes. This is assuming that you don't have any other debt. You know, you, you've reached a point now where, where the debt is taken care of and is either gone or at least manageable. So you know, after you've done that, the next step is to take a look at your utilization rate. And for anyone that doesn't know, the utilization rate is, you know, your credit card company assigns you a credit limit. And, you know, obviously you don't want to go up to the max every month. What they kind of look at is each month the credit card companies are looking at, you know, out of a $25,000 limit, you know, how much are you spending per month? That amount you know, divided by the limits gives your usage ratio. And, you know, they don't want to see you maxing out the card every month. You know, they, they want to see you keeping lower percentage uses. So yeah, you, I mean, unless you're maxing it out and then paying it off. Correct, correct. But, yeah. you know, even then, you know, if, if you're going to the max, even if you're paying it off, you know, you're, you're still spending an awful lot on credit. Um, I, I read, and I don't know if it's changed, but, you know, kind of the rule of thumb is, you know, if you had a heavy month, some months, that's fine. But, you know, they want to see you maybe going no more than about 50% of your usage, you know, keeping it right around there. But if your debt's under control, your utilization isn't too high, you know, you, your, your credit is starting to build back up and you have it in pretty good standing, it's a good idea to ask for a credit limit increase, not so that you can spend more, but for, as we just said, because of that utilization. Um, you know, asking for a higher limit, then even if you make no changes in your spending habits, you're still having a lower utilization rate because your total credit allowed is, is larger. So that's a good strategy to do once you're in a better position. And it just helps to further bolster your credit score. Yeah. And then some lenders, well, a lot of lenders want you to have it at 30% because for whatever reason, that's just better as far as when you're looking at Home loans and other types of loans, they say 30% is a good... Vivian, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. The, the lender specifically, a lot of times that 30% ratio is going to be a big factor. Not so much for auto loans, uh, not so much for personal loans, but uh, the big one, mortgage. Um, you're absolutely correct. You yeah. know, because they're about to loan you a whole bunch of money with, with a fairly large payment. Um, they don't want to see that you're, you know, at the end of your rope as far as credit utilization they want to see that you know you have everything under control you know and 30 percent or lower um that's going to definitely make them feel better about approving you for a loan yeah okay and uh next question are there any other ways to build up credit without a credit card sure you you might have to get a little bit creative for this but you know there, there are ways to do it uh, a lot of clients you know that i speak with have student loans. Um, one of the easiest mm -hmm. ways to do that, pay off those student loans. Try not to defer them. 
you know, try not to, again, bury your head in the sand. Um, that can be a really good source of, of building up credit if you're making those payments on time. That being said, you know, pretty much any installment loan um, and an installment loan, whether it's a mortgage, an auto loan, any loan where there's standard payments over a set period of time is, is what would be considered an installment loan. And, you know, whenever you're making payments to those, even if you can buy a car outright with your, with your funds, get the loan. Get the loan just so that, you know, put on a healthy down payment and, you know, do a three to five year loan just so that you're building up credit, you know, even if you could pay for something outright. Yeah. yeah. One of the other things, and this one you might have to hunt a little bit uh, for, because typically the bigger banks don't offer them or at least don't advertise them as much. This would be more something from a community bank or like a credit union. But you could talk to, you know, your bank about a credit builder loan. And these are kind of like low risk loans designed to help you build up credit. They're usually, again, tied to maybe the amount of money that you have in the bank or a savings account and um, kind of like a, a secured credit card. Uh, but, you know, the bank okay. will, you know, let you take one out if they approve it. Um, and basically, it's just, you know, kind of a way for you to make payments and, you know, show that you, you know, are credit worthy. Um, again, like with the secured credit card, though, with these loans, you know, make sure that they're going to report it to at least one of the credit bureaus. Um, you know, you, you don't want them doing it off the books or just, you know, under the credit bureau radar because you want credit for these payments. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the next question, I pay my rent and utilities on time. Does this count? Traditionally, no, um, it doesn't. Um, you know, uh, for, for really far back, that, that would not be a factor in your credit report. However, um, I know Experian is one. Um, some of the credit bureaus are beginning to change that. Um, what they're offering now is like what's called an extended view option, where in addition to your regular credit report, um, you know, someone who's trying to authorize you for a loan, they can look at this extended view and extended view would then have something like rent payments, utility payments, some of these things that you're making on a regular basis would be on your credit report. Mm -hmm. So those things maybe would be on there right now. But, you know, what you would want to do is, you know, whether it's your landlord or whether it's your utility company, you know, I would check with them and, and say, you know, are you reporting these payments to the credit bureau? And if not, would it be possible? You know, again, you want the credit for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has definitely been very insightful. I think this will definitely help a lot of our listeners, you know, get on that plan to pay down debt because we all know we hate <laughs> yeah. it. Um, so <laughs> so uh, could you leave our listeners with one uh, last tidbit of parting advice? Sure. You know, listen, there's no silver bullet to getting rid of debt or to building credit. Uh, you know, these are things that take, unfortunately, time. So, you know, what I could say is have vision and a plan, have the discipline to stick with it. And, you know, even an overwhelming amount of debt can be, you know, beaten back and you can be on your path to financial freedom. Yes, definitely. And where is the best place our listeners can find out more about your services and contact? Um, easiest place would be our website, uh, www.companiontax.com. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming on and blessing us with this knowledge. I know a lot of our listeners will truly appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Vivian, you. Uh, feelings mutual. Thank you so much for this chance. I uh, <laughs> really appreciated the uh, opportunity to speak with you today. Yes, yes. And maybe you can come back and we can talk more finally. I would love to. Awesome. Well, I'm going to let you go. I know you have things to do, clients to service, and I will talk to you Thank soon. you, Vivian. You have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. A huge thank you to Eric for coming on the show today and educating us on credit card debt. Thank you so much. I'm sure a lot of our listeners appreciate this episode. If you're feeling overwhelmed and need someone to help you step-by-step, Head over to companiontax.com to get started with your consultation. Their consultation fee is very reasonable and a very small price to pay for peace of mind. I wish you all a successful December and let's hope we leave the shit show of 2020 behind. Catch you on the next episode. Bye. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash T-S-E-G-P. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.